This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit biblicalliferecoverycenter.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Modlin. Hi, welcome to Reflections of the Lighthouse. Today we're talking about tobacco-free living. And it is something that, that is permeating our society today. But I wanted to start by telling a little bit about my tobacco history, so, which is very, very little. But when I was uh, 21, I worked for UPS. I worked third shift, and everyone that I worked with smoked. And I thought, I need to start smoking so that I can fit in. So after everyone left, I was out there with this this elderly lady, and I said, hey, give me one of those. And she says, oh, oh, honey, you don't want to do that. And I said, no, I really do. So she actually gave me the cigarette out of her mouth, and I tried, <laughs> I tried and tried to smoke this thing, and I, I just could not stand the, the thought of, it was, it was like um, claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't breathe. So I, I gave up my, my smoking history that day. I, I've, I've debated you know, on chew, I've debated on the e-cigarettes, but, but I, I realized that I was not cut out for that. Yeah. But Dwayne, you have a, a little bit different story with tobacco. Yeah. For me, you know, uh, part of my alcohol and drug abuse, a lot of people who struggle with those addictions also smoke. And, uh, when I was getting clean off of the others, one of the hardest things for me to quit was smoking. It's that last hurrah thing we try to hold on to uh, often when the Lord starts working in our lives and breaking the chains of addiction in our lives. And that was kind of like me. It took a while for me to eventually quit smoking. So uh, the science behind it, and I don't want to get all science techie on this podcast, but the science behind it is when we use tobacco or tobacco products, it keeps the... um, the brain functioning in an addictive behavior. Yes. We're putting chemicals into our body that are not designed by God to be there, and it keeps that addictive cycle going. So, yeah. so we may stop drugs, we may stop alcohol, but if we're continuing to use tobacco products, it's keeping all of that going up there, so we're a lot more likely to relapse. relapse. Yep. Yes. And there's a study out of, uh, I believe it's Sweden, it's been a little while since I read it, but people who quit smoking while they're quitting drugging, drug and alcohol have a 60% better chance of staying sober off of everything. And that's huge. It is a huge amount. But more than that, God has a lot to say about addiction yes. and, and specific tobacco because yeah. it is an addiction. But I wanted to start in 1 John chapter 2, verse six, 15 and 16. I'm going to read that here for you. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he has done, does not come from the Father, but from the world. And I think the the, the phrase in there, the cravings. Or desires. Yeah. I I think that, that has a lot to do with tobacco. Yeah. And... We hear people say, "Well, I have to, I have to smoke right when I get up, or or I have to smoke after I eat," and those are those are cravings yeah. of of a, a substitute that we've introduced into our system. Yeah, James goes a little bit further and says that we're led away by our cravings or our desires. 
um, those things began to take root and take control of us. And I often ask the guys in our residential program, uh, if you're being controlled by substance, you cannot be controlled by the Spirit. And that's a big deal for believers. Uh, we're called to be led by the Holy Spirit. But if these cravings and these desires are at the forefront, then those things are the things that are uh, controlling us and leading us. And we were created by God to be in relationship with Him mm-hmm. and to love Him and to get all of our worth and satisfaction from Him. From Him. But yet we think that we need a cigarette to satisfy some deep craving or some deep longing yeah. or or our, our vape or, or whatever type of tobacco product. And, and it is not true. It actually flies in the face of the gifts that God has given us. Yes. Um, we're created in His image, and we're replacing that with something some God substitute that's not necessary. Yeah, uh, being created in God's image. We know that at the fall that the image was damaged, but Jesus came to restore the image of God in humanity. And part of that is breaking the power of sin from our lives. Sin damages the image of God. So Jesus deals with those issues in our lives, that those sin issues in our lives to begin to break those chains to conform us again into the image of God. Uh, and that's the goal in our Christian walk. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives uh, is to conform us to that image. So, so we've had a past resident, and his name is Scott. He, he's came to us, he stayed sober, he relapsed, he, he came back, he stayed sober, but the, the underlying thing that he struggled with the most was, was smoking. Yes. And, and although we called it what it was, and, and we called him on it, and at one point we even said, if you're going to stay in our program, you have to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is a rare thing. We, we don't normally go that far with, with our guys, but... He struggled so deeply with us to the point where we even saw him go out and dig through the cigarette butt can to find a, a little bit of a puff that he could still, mm-hmm. still still smoke from someone else's cigarette. And it wasn't until Scott gave up the notion that he can continue to smoke that we really started seeing growth and change in his life. Yeah, And, and I'm so proud of Scott, and he's done amazing things. And a lot of the guys that come through our program don't give up nicotine, but Scott did. And I've seen growth. I've seen power over addiction in his life. I've seen a surrender to God that I haven't seen in a lot of people. So I'm, I'm really proud of him. But one of the things we talked about was, was how his body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. In the Old Testament, God had Israel build a tabernacle and then a temple where he resided with them. His presence was there. But at the coming of Christ in his life, death, and resurrection, uh, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit took up residence in us because of Christ's work, and we become uh, the place where God resides in the world. And if we are smoking, doing nicotine, vaping, those types of things, uh, we are damaging the temple of, of God, which is our bodies. Uh, Jesus said something interesting. He said, the one who sins is a slave to sin. Uh, I I think there's no better terminology for addiction than that term slavery. And and Christ says, who the son sets free is free indeed. 
Now, if we believe that Jesus can set people free from alcohol addiction, porn addiction, drug addiction, we also believe that he can set people free from a nicotine addiction to so that they can honor and celebrate Christ through their lives and represent him because that's what the, a temple does. It represents the presence of God for the people. And that's what we do as believers is we represent Christ to the world. What a beautiful picture yes. uh, of, of our bodies being a temple. Now, there's, there's the question of is smoking a cigarette or smoking cigar, is, is that sin? Now, we have a lot of theologians that, that have, have written many of, of the books that we read, yeah. a lot of uh, Reformed theologians, those types of things. R.C. Sproul, for example, he smoked cigars. Yes. And it, there, w- there was a funny story about some banter between John MacArthur and R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul was about to speak at his church and showed up puffing a big cigar as he's running in late to the church. And, and MacArthur was like, what, what's going on here? And theologians differ on this. Yes. I, I think that the key piece here when, when we're talking about sin is that... Does it control? Addiction, yeah. That, yeah. Does it control you? And Or can you do something in moderation? Uh, for me, like with alcohol, uh, it's because of my past addictions. I'm, some people, it's fine for them to have a glass of wine or maybe a beer. But for me, that's sin. Because it had a controlling effect in my life. So for me to do that, I'm playing with sin. And one alcohol uh, drink, alcoholic drink, can lead me down a path back into addiction. So for me, that's sin. Uh, C.H. Spurgeon, one of the, he's called the Prince of Preachers, one of the greatest preachers in church history, loved his cigars. Uh, once he was asked uh, why he smoked, and he, told the person, if I could, I'd stick five cigars in my mouth at one time and puff. Um, I I think he was going a little overboard there, but uh, some people may be able to do a cigar once in a while. But for those who've been addicted to nicotine, uh, no. I agree completely. So let's talk a little bit about the technical nicotine addiction. So, So the Lighthouse is happy that we have two trained tobacco specialists on site and you are actually one of them. Yes. So so let's talk about what are some things that someone can do to stop a a nicotine addiction. There are tools and things out there. First thing we need to realize is that nicotine is an addictive substance. It it affects the brain in ways when we smoke. A lot of people will smoke when they're stressed. When they're going through something, they naturally reach for a cigarette. And the reason is it releases certain chemicals within the brain uh, that deal with stressors and things. So we also need to look at uh, sometimes people need help in uh, kicking um, nicotine addiction. Uh, There's resources that people can go to. You've got the quit line. Uh, you, so, so the quit line is one eight hundred quit now. Yeah, it is a national hotline for people who struggle with smoking yeah. or nicotine. Yeah, and you can get things like nicotine gum from them that can help with the cravings of smoking, and then you can wean yourself down from nicotine. You can also speak with a doctor who can take you through a process of learning how to quit. Uh, there's counseling. 
uh, that you can do. And that's one thing we're going to be offering at the Lighthouse. We will be offering a cessation class in the future and also doing counseling with people who want to quit smoking. But there's resources out there that uh, can help people begin to uh, lessen and then walk through the process of completely quitting. And I think one of the key points of this is you've got to start. Yes. You've got to start, whether it's a phone call to 1-800-QUIT-NOW or it's a phone call to the Lighthouse to say, what resources do you have to help me? Taking a step is really important in this. Now, nicotine, smoking, chewing, um, vaping tends to be a socially accepted addiction. Yes. But in reality, it is an addiction as well. So it it needs dealt with because it can be life-controlling and it can really affect your health in in many different ways. And there may be some people who are listening today who've tried to quit in the past and and have struggled. I want to encourage you that the statistics let us know that it takes around seven to eight times often of starting the process to finally breaking the habit of an addiction of nicotine. Uh, I believe Christ can help us and empower us through that. But if, if you have failed, it, it, it is okay. Christ is loving and he is gracious and he is forgiving. And he will empower you to get back up and start the process again. Maybe it was six months for you or a year for you. Celebrate that six months or that year of freedom from uh, nicotine addiction and count that as a success and try to go further. One of the things you talked about counseling, one of the things that we talk about in counseling at the Lighthouse, whether it's for drugs and alcohol or pornography or nicotine, yeah. is um, the how, how Christ satisfies us and how, yes. how we're designed to be satisfied by Christ and how Satan has has twisted that to say you can find satisfaction elsewhere and we call those idols idols of the heart yeah Yeah, and nicotine and smoking vaping those things can be idols as well Uh, things that uh, instead of running to christ for satisfaction we run to those things instead and those are idols Uh, that's how the old testament explains idols yep so so not long ago um my, my truck died, and I bought a, a newer, mm-hmm. new-to-me uh, Chevy Colorado. And it was a beautiful blue truck. I, I love this thing. You know, when you get a new truck, you wash it several times a week. and you. Yes. So, so I hauled some sandbags, and my, my kids were helping me unload the sandbags. And my daughter took one off the side and drug it down the side of my brand-new truck, brand-new-to-me truck. And... I know there's there's grimacing in the room, uh, scratches all down the wheel well of my new truck, oh. and I was devastated because I wanted to keep my truck in a perfect looking condition. So your truck had become an idol. Yeah, we'll seek counseling for that later. <laughs> um, but but our bodies are given to us by God to care yes. for, and. You know, Romans 12, 1 says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It's like, it's like taking a sandbag right down your truck yeah. when you choose to do something like smoke or, or ingest things that aren't healthy for your body. The, the beautiful thing about this text, Romans 12, 1 and 2, is that Paul is switching gears in his writing here 
for the first 11 chapters of Romans, he's laying out what God has done for us in the person of Jesus Christ, that we were sinners, that we were separated from God, that we did not seek God, but he sent Christ to seek and save us. And then he switches gears and goes, now in light of this, this is how you should live. This is how you should live in light of what Christ has done for you. And Romans 12, 1, he says, I beseech you or I beg you, brothers, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable act of worship. We worship God not just with our mouth. We worship God with all of us, including our bodies. And when we are smoking and doing those things, is that a worshipful act? act to God? That's the question we have to ask. So then we could say quitting smoking could be an act of worship. Yes, absolutely. My attitude is worship. What I do with my body is worship. How I speak is worship. My whole life is supposed to be a life of worship unto this God who has done so much for me in his son. This is just my reasonable response in light of what God's done. So by continuing in something like tobacco use, we're hindering that relationship with God. Yes. And it often hinders relationships with others. It does. Uh, I, I, my, my vehicle guy over at Vorderman Auto, we'll give him a shout out here on the podcast. Yeah. He um, tried to put me in this, in this vehicle, and, and, I, and I loved it. Yeah. But I could smell the residual smoke. Smoke. And, and as much as I love my auto sales guy. Yeah. He's a supporter of what we do. I just could not buy into that. Yeah. That's just a small example of how it affects our relationships. I didn't want to let him down because he he had picked this one out for me. Yeah. But I just couldn't do it. Or, or when I'm riding with someone and they smell like cigarettes, I have a really hard time. I, I have some breathing issues. I have yeah. a sensitive smell and, and it affects relationships. I don't want to be in close Proximity. Yeah, with, with someone who who's, who smells like cigarettes. Yeah. So it affects our physical relationships with others and, and our relationship with Christ. Yeah, uh, makes you smell like an ashtray. Yeah. Yeah. So you had said something. Um, you, <laughs> go ahead and... Uh, one of my famous quotes I tell people is that smoking a cigarette may not send you to hell, but it sure will make you smell like you've been there. For sure, for sure. Okay, as we're wrapping things up on reflections today, um, I want to land at 1 Corinthians 6.10. It says this. 6.20? Yeah, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 6.20. You were bought with a price, therefore glorify God with your body. And this is the same theme we see in Romans 12.1 as well. Yeah, that uh, our bodies, uh, we worship God with our entire lives. This is why when Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind strengths. With everything you have, you are supposed to love God with it. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And in this, by the way, guys, in this, uh, Jesus is summing up the Ten Commandments. That's all Jesus is doing with those two quotes. So if you love God and you love your neighbor, you are fulfilling the law. 
Well, thank you, Dwayne, for joining us for Reflections of the Lighthouse, talking about tobacco-free living. If you're struggling with tobacco, we would love to chat with you. You could visit our website at biblicallliferecoverycenter.com. You can send us a message. We also have a link on there for you to send us your prayer requests. And I promise you that those prayer requests that are sent through that website get prayed for immediately and then throughout the week. So feel free to connect with us. Continue to listen to our podcast. And if you're unsure of what the lighthouse is, reach out. We would love to share about what we're doing. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of Reflections. Thanks for joining us.